0: A reading from the book of Acts. So Paul, standing in the midst of the Areopagus, said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in every way you are very religious. For as I passed along and observed the objects of your worship, I found also an altar with this inscription, To the unknown God. What therefore you worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you, that they should seek God, and perhaps feel their way towards him and find him. Yet he is actually not far from each one of us, for in him we live and move and have our being, as even some of your own poets have said, for we are indeed his offspring. Being then God's offspring, we ought not to think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone— We will hear you again about this. So Paul went out from their midst, but some men joined him and believed, among whom also were Dicinius the Areopagite, and a woman named Demarius, and the others with them. The word of the Lord.
1: Hey, One Fellowship family and friends. My name is Cody Quinn, and I am the pastor of Students and Connections here at One Fellowship, and I'm super thankful to be bringing the word this morning. Before we begin, let us bow for a quick word of prayer. Father, as we gather today, let your words sink deep into our hearts. Father, we pray that you would change us and transform us to be more and more like you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So I have a question for you as we begin today. Have you ever been in search for one thing, only to discover you never stop searching. I know for me, it rings true. Kelsey would tell you all the time of how when I get my mind on something, that's all I can think about. I'm two feet in, meaning I am totally consumed. You see, Kelsey and I love to live a healthy lifestyle, whether it be fitness and nutrition. We just love to live in a healthy way. And for me, I'm consumed with trying to find the perfect workout. What's gonna help put me in the best shape that I can be? And Kelsey will find me in every break that I have during the day, searching and Googling, what is the best workout? What is the best workout for guys? What is the best workout to build muscle? And now you may say, hey, that's a good thing. You're trying to improve. You're trying to make your program the best that it can be. And that may be true. But my search for the best program oftentimes leaves me doing nothing. Many times Kelsey has asked me if I've worked out that day or the previous day. And my response is usually something like, oh, I'm putting this workout together. I'm just giving my body a few days of rest before I start this new program. And on Monday, it's going to get going. And soon enough, you'll realize that a few days will go by I haven't worked out, I'm still working on putting the perfect program together, and I'm no closer to achieving my goals because I've searched and searched and searched. And I believe something similar is happening today in our passage from Acts chapter 17. You see, Paul is traveling around on his missionary journey and he ends up in Athens in our scripture. There he finds people who are seeking knowledge And answers to life, but all they're filling themselves with are empty pursuits. And that leads me to my main idea for today, which is what you're seeking, God is offering. What you're seeking, God is offering. And we see this in a couple of ways God the creator and God the life giver. So we'll dive into point number one, which is God the creator. Our scripture picks up in Acts 17, verse 22, and reads, So Paul, standing in the midst of the Areopagus, said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in every way you are very religious. For as I passed along and observed the objects of your worship, I found also an altar with this inscription, To the unknown God. What therefore you worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything. Point number one, God the creator. So let me set the context for our our passage. Paul is on his missionary journey. He's traveling around sharing good news of Jesus, being resurrected from the grave, But for Paul, this is not just a happy-go-lucky trip. It is not a pleasant trip for him all the time. In fact, it proves to be a pretty dangerous trip more often than not. You see, mobs were being formed in these cities that he would speak, and they would run him and his crew out of town. And as we get to our passage today, Paul has yet again fled from one city and has wound up and found himself in Athens. Now in Athens, there's two groups of people on scene. There's the Epicureans and Stoics. John Paul Hill describes these two groups as part of the leading schools of thought of the day. And you see, as Paul is waiting for the rest of his crew to join him, because Paul was sent ahead of his crew to go ahead and get him out of the previous town, it says in Scripture that Paul's spirit was provoked because of all the idols that he saw in Athens. You see, these were intellectual, smart, knowledgeable people. However, when Paul begins to speak of the resurrected Savior, Jesus, they were astonished and wanted to hear more. Kent Hughes says this, Every idol demonstrated their hunger for God, but testified for their spiritual emptiness. So Paul begins speaking by bringing to account their religious hunger, how they are in search of pursuit, meaning, purpose, and knowledge that even they had a, a altar dedicated to this unknown god so that they would not miss anything, so that they would fill the gap for what they were seeking. Paul says, I know this god The God in which you name as unknown, I know him and he knows you. In fact, he is the creator of all things. Everything you worship, everything you place your hope in, everything you deem as a God, he created. He created the heavens and the earth and all that is within. The temples in which you worship your idols God is not even confined by those spaces. All of this around you, all that you see, all that you worship is actually designed to point you to whom created those things. You all are worshiping creation while being ignorant to the creator. May Paul be speaking the same to our hearts today. Are we more tied up in worshiping, serving, devoting all of our time, talent, and treasure to serving the created or to serving the creator, God? You see, in Colossians 1, verse 17, it says, "...and he is before all things, and in him all things hold together." We see and we can know that what we're seeking God is offering because he is the creator of all things. God the creator, point one, which leads us to point number two. God the life giver. We continue our passage in verse 25. It reads, Since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything, And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of the dwelling place, that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way towards him and find him. Yet he is actually not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being." As even some of your poets have said, for we are indeed his offspring. Being then God's offspring, we ought not to think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by the art and imagination of man. Point to God, the life giver. The meaning, the purpose, and the life that you're searching for is found in the one who gives us life and breath. And the great thing about it is you can find him. Our passage just read that he is not far off. In verse 27, we see seek God and find him. The unknown God needs not be unknown anymore. No idol, no creative thing or place can give you what you're seeking. Only the God of the Bible can do that. N.T. Wright says this, God not only can be known, but he wants to be known. May we seek him and find him. John 10.10 reads this, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. God is the author of life, the life giver, and he has come to give us life abundant. And Paul concludes his message in Athens with a challenge. The unknown God whom you are worshiping in ignorance is calling you to repent from your sins and turn solely to him. He is calling you to give your first, your best, and your sole worship to him. God is, Paul was calling them, God is calling us now to allow creation To point us toward Him, the Creator, the Creator of all that is. The only one who is worthy to be praised, and the only one who can give what you are seeking is God of the Bible. Now, if you look at my wrist here and this watch, if you've seen me over the past year or so, you've seen this watch. You've seen me wear this, and I love how it helps me track my fitness, my sleep. And honestly, I'm, I guess I'm kind of old school. I am kind of getting old now. I just turned 28 a few days ago. But um, uh, I love how it tells time. Like I actually love to look at my watch rather than pull my phone out to see what the time is. However, this watch broke about three weeks ago. It broke about three weeks ago and I'm still wearing it. You know, maybe I'm still wearing it because I have a nasty tan line under there and I'm just trying to keep it covered. But in reality, it's pointless. It's worthless, it's meaningless, it serves zero function. And until I get a new watch that works, I will continue to look to see what time it is and be disappointed every time because I am reminded yet again that it is broke. I keep tricking people into thinking I'm cool and have a cool fitness watch, when in reality, it is all just a gimmick. But the question is, what gimmicks do you have in your life? For those in Athens, they made idols of everything, which made their worship a gimmick. The gimmicks in our life are only fooling you and fooling those around you about what is worth And value and usefulness. You see, when we place stuff and activities before God, we're just fooling ourselves and everyone around us about what gives us true joy, fulfillment, peace, hope, and true life. And Paul says in the scripture to those who can hear that that in which you are seeking can only be found in what God is offering life. But to receive it, there's a challenge. To receive it, you must repent. Turn from the things you've placed before God and place Jesus on the throne of your life. And this takes action. Kent Hughes has this quote Everything is fine as long as we remain theoretical. But when we call for action, men begin to shift their posture, look at their watches, You see, their accountability to the true God makes many uncomfortable. In Acts chapter 17, verse 21, which is just before our passage started today, we read a little backstory about who these Athenians are. And verse 21 says this, "'Now all the Athenians and foreigners who lied there "'would spend their time in nothing "'except telling or hearing something new.'" You see, today we always seem to be searching and searching, seeking and seeking for the next thing to satisfy our desires, our wants, our needs. But whether it's a purchase, an experience, an event, a relationship, what's new or next will never satisfy or last. Let me repeat that. What's new or next will never satisfy or last. So I ask you to take a moment here and now to examine your life. Examine your life today. What may be an idol in your life today? Maybe it's your job. Maybe it's your income, your spouse, your children, your politics, or social media. What may you have placed above God in your life? You see, the truth of the matter is this. The meaning of The peace, the joy, the confidence, the value, the beauty that you're seeking, God is offering. And God is offering to you today through his son, Jesus. May we all, even if it's uncomfortable, evaluate that which we worship and take action by repenting and turning to God. What you're seeking God is offering. Let's pray. Father, we come before you today thankful. Thankful that you give us opportunity after opportunity to seek and to find you. Father, I pray today that all who hear would turn their hearts to you. Father, we would place all the things, all the created things in our life in their rightful spot under you so that you can give true meaning and purpose to all. Father, today we say that we love you. We say that we thank you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.